Wake up, buyer payer people. It's a beautiful day. Go grab yourself another cup of joe and say hello to Jim and Michelle Rhodes on the Buy Here, Pay Here morning show. Take it away, you two. Good morning. Welcome, everyone. Good morning. Welcome to the BHPH morning show. Michelle is back with us today. Glad to have her to add to the conversation. Yeah, I was uh, driving on Monday out to the happiest place on earth with a good friend that uh, she's like, I had a vacation time, so I want to go to Disney World and I have never been. So we've been um, today's Magic Kingdom so Day and she's back I am Disney. sitting I'm tired. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, let's we'll see if Michelle can hang with this, but. Uh, I shared with her this morning that, and of course I shared out up there on uh, Facebook that we really have a big subject I want to take on this morning. And I, I reminded Michelle, this sometimes happens with me. Sometimes this is where my articles, when I feel inspired to write an article, it's just because, you know, something's been prominent on my mind. And uh, that's certainly the case with our subject today. So I wanted to get this um, out, out of my head and into the conversation. And so I'm excited to get uh, started sharing with that. Got a ton of stories to tell related to the car business, um, you know, with my visit here in Oklahoma, but I'm going to uh, save those for a, a future um, conversation so we can talk about this thing about transparency. And transparency. I, uh, <clears throat> right. So it's a, that's obviously a big word and, and it's something that, you know, I have seen that while we've made a lot of progress in this industry, since I, you know, stepped in it as a manager in 97, started on consulting in 2000. And, and, you know, of course, I owned the dealership in, in the middle of all that myself from 05 to 2011. And that's another story I want to tell Michelle. One day I want to uh, use our morning show to talk about kind of what my own dealership experience was. So happy to go through that with everybody one day. But the thing that's been on my mind this week, we've been working with clients and I think a little background uh, for everyone, but by the way, if you're listening, let's confirm our audio. If you'll jump in there and uh, tell us what uh, state you're listening from, uh, just say hello, give us a thumbs up. Let me make sure that we know that uh, uh, you're in there and hearing us and that the audio is good. Cause I, I invited a lot of people to um, get involved in the conversation this morning and, um, and, and, even though we know this time of day, a lot of people won't be able to necessarily join live. We definitely want to uh, um, have a chance to get in and good morning, Sergio. There's a uh, represented this morning. Yeah. So, Jim, you've got a little bit of a lag on your end. So if everyone just kind of bears with us um, every once in a while, it's like it, he'll, you'll catch up, but it happens every once in a while. So just letting you know. Yeah, now I lost you. So it's most likely internet um, streaming delays. So yeah. I think we'll just have to keep moving and, and hope that uh, we'll catch up. And uh, so again, your patience is appreciated. But yeah, I think this uh, conversation about transparency came back around. It's come up so many times in my career that I'm frankly frustrated about it. And I wanted to have a chance to uh, uh, express uh, to the group because this is one of those things where as a collective group we have an we have an opportunity this uh buy here pay your success group is to my knowledge the largest most engaged audience of buy here pay your dealers out there and so it's important to me that we kind of unite our voices and be able to 
you know, have a chance to make a difference on behalf of existing and future dealers. We have a chance to really do something important, uh, you know, by getting our voices together. And, and so I think this, uh, This show can be an important part of that. I'm certainly, uh, you know, happy to step in to uh, be the voice of the dealers. And um, and listen, a lot of people have said that. And I think, um, you know, I always say just, you know, after years of, you know, published articles and we got a bunch of stuff out there on YouTube and and uh, those of you who know me through the success group, I think you'll you'll find you go through and look at any of the archives. I'm, I've always been the voice of the dealer. And Michelle and I have the opportunity because we're agnostic. And, and let me just be clear about what I mean by that. I mean, we don't have um, folks that, you know, we don't take referral agreements. We don't um, accept referral agreements from vendors. We ask them to pass along any referral that would go to us as advisors would go straight to our clients. And that's because we always wanted to make sure that when our dealers engage us, that they know that we're not referring them to a particular provider because that provider is putting money in our pocket. So I think that that's, that's what I think is so important about being agnostic. We don't have allegiances. We're friendly with all of them. We know them. And in particular this morning, I want to talk about, I'm going to pick a segment. Okay. I want to talk about the, um, the funding sources that we have in buy here, pay here. Can I, can I interject really quick, but Please. Jim, before you really dive into this, I just wanted everyone to know that, um, you know, since joining Octane a year and a half ago, this, this whole idea of transparency has been something that we talk about frequently. We've had a lot of different, really in-depth conversations about how do we, how do we collectively, Jim and I, um, speak collectively and how do we get people to, to rally and, and like have some of the difficult conversations that maybe some of the, the bigger names, smaller names, whatever will listen and, um, maybe, uh, make some shifts or answer some questions or whatever. But this is really has been something that, that, uh, has been, um, a part of, our conversation for at least a year and a half. Go ahead, John. Yeah. And for me, it's been going on for, you know, probably 20 years. I was, I was a director of training consulting department back when I started doing consulting, this dating back to 01, 02. <clears throat> and I left that company in 03. But, you know, I, a lot of these people that we talk about, I've known them since way back then. And, and so this is not really about picking on them as much as it is being the voice of dealers, recognizing where, it's my belief that vendors can do better. I know they can do better. And I'm going to tell a story about what happened this week. <clears throat> and, and I have an apology, frankly, to one of the reps of one of the uh, uh, big funding sources, because I was making con connection with a dealer, as we often do. You know, we work a lot with startup dealers, and we got a new dealer starting out west. And so we made an introduction. <clears throat> Excuse me. And the conversation went the same way that so many of the conversations go and, and let me just kind of be clear about this, you know, like Michelle, if I just have you be the voice of the funding source, you know, if you're, you're basically, you know, looking to provide funding to me as a new dealer and, you know, we understand established dealers, they've got more programs, more access, they can get maybe a line of credit, whatever there's going to be. But when, when a dealer is new, then we have limited options. And so Michelle, if you're the funding source, 
and I come to you and say, I'm, I'm a pretty new dealer. I got a little bit of equity. I got a chance to do more business than I currently can fund. And so I'm looking for a funding partner. You're probably going to tell me, you know, we're, we're a good solution. We have a good program for that. We're happy to help. We'll be a funding partner. Right. And so those are the same things I heard, um, this time. And, and I hear the word, you know, partner, we want to be your partner. We want to see you be successful. And, you know, I, I hear that same stuff from. And I, I, I Jim, I, I, I doubt that there's a vendor out there, a, a funding source vendor out there that um, doesn't want their dealers to, to, to succeed. So yes, a partner so, is a word that's used um, so, and we okay. go a little deeper. So, mm -hmm. and so, yeah, I'm, um, and I think you, you're, what you're probably hearing in my voice is a lot of frustration around this and it's okay. Like I'm prepared to step out there and make some noise because I'm making that noise on behalf of dealers. And so, I, and again, I'm friendly with these people. They, they know me. And so when I, when I speak up on behalf of dealers, I hope they're going to hear that, you know, I'm really issuing a challenge. And, and again, this morning we're talking about funding sources. There will be other segments in this industry where we can do the same thing. But really what I'm talking about is, you know, if, if we have Michelle again be the voice of the funding source, she's going to talk about, you know, being a partner. And then she's going to say, well, you know, if, if we're to provide funding, we probably need to put you on this program and we're going to need to collect the paper, right? We've all seen that program. And many of you dealers that are in the buy here, payer success group or just all the all buy here, payer dealers are a number of dealers that either currently are using or have at some point used <clears throat> a funding program where the the lending source, the funding source required that they collect. And so this is where my part kicks in as a consultant advisor, because one of the things we do with our clients is we help them perform or produce uh, business plans and do cash flow and profit modeling. And so I'll ask, you know, Michelle in this case, so how, um, what information can you provide for me about your portfolio performance rates. What, what data can you share with me that will help me to model out on behalf of my dealer client, the, um, you know, the way that this portfolio is going to perform, what rate can we expect to collect? What kind of rate of charge off can we expect? What's going to be, what's that buyback going to look like or charge back, you know, whatever terminology they use, because I have to be prepared for that financially, right? If I'm going to be successful, if you're my funding partner, and you want me to be successful, then surely you understand why well, I have to have a business plan and have to have some numbers that I can lean on. Now we, we get it. Numbers vary, but we all are speculating to a degree when we step into, you know, any business and we're writing a business plan. But my point is that the funding source in this case has a lot more data to lean on and, and, I doubt they're going to buy every single contract that I'm going to uh, send over. So if they've got any kind of funding parameters, what are those based on? What kind of performance are they tied to? And just this week, again, I pressed on behalf of a client, one of the largest funding sources in the country, you know, what's the performance look like? Can you guys share some numbers about what your collection rate looks like, what your charge off or buybacks look like? And they said, they hem hawed. I don't, you know, that's number. That's always a hard question for us to answer answer because dealer performance varies and i'm sitting over there thinking well show me something give me a scatter graph you know best worst what the most of them perform in this range i can i can build a business plan around that but i got nothing and this is not the first time this has happened so this is why you're hearing this frustration you know for me is mm -hmm. like 
this has been happening, you know, throughout my career. And, you know, it's pretty not consistently. I remember there was one that we talked oh, to yeah. like a year ago and you asked him for data and that nothing was sent. And then you asked him again for data and, and, and so, there was a hemming and hawing around it. And then you asked again for data and then the conversation the CFO stopped. And still nothing. And, and yeah. Yeah. And so I, I can't get comfortable referring dealers to someone who's going to service because let's look at on the, and by the way, you know, throughout my career, I've really been in the business of teaching dealers how to service and collect their own portfolio. So we know what those numbers look like. And with that same group that Michelle's referring to, I actually emailed them. I said, I'll, I'll go first. I'll send you our numbers. And I'll tell you what, what our dealers collection performance looks like. And here's the way and these are the data it. points that we look yeah. at. So yeah, can you just at least give us I've, these data points? Yeah. These are about three data points that anybody that's doing portfolio collections, especially a multi-million dollar portfolio, these numbers should be like at your fingertips and I still got nothing. So what, what it's going on there? I mean, you, you just have to ask yourself, and this is why I'm just kind of fed up and I'm just asking dealers to join me in this and say, well, we can, we can demand more. Like we, we can definitely collectively um, expect more and I'm going to continue to ask for more uh, mm -hmm. because we, we, you know, People are out there talking about, you know, data pools and, and having access. And obviously if they got in the business of, of providing funding to buy here, pay your dealers, they expect some level of performance on that portfolio, right? They're probably, if they got money behind them, they're probably projecting some level of portfolio performance. Well, share with us what that looks like. Give us a range. I think they call it a two Sigma rule and statistics or data, you know, best case, worst case kind of, you know, performs in this range. And so we can build a business plan around that, but but I just get nothing. And so well, and I, <clears throat> go ahead. I, I wonder if, you know, and here's something else that they could share is that if, if the collection rates are, are um, hinged upon certain underwriting parameters, then share them. I mean, everyone right. wants to be the most successful in the collection rates so that they don't have to do any buybacks. They don't have to do all this kind of stuff. So, I mean, if, if you can't give us solid numbers on that, then at least share um, like what parameters some of the best ones are using and what their collection rates are and what some of, you know, just something that people can work off of. Yeah. So look, we get it. I mean, if you're going to work in cooperation with the dealer, then you're going to suggest that collection rates are this, you know, I call them conversion rates. So as an example, you know, with most portfolios, you know, we're able to say, you know, cars in this price range or contracts of this size, you can expect a conversion rate of X. So what, so let me be very specific because this is something I think we need to do as dealers is get really specific and everything that we talk about when we share numbers. So, Think about this opening portfolio principle is X. And then in the month of May, we collect X amount of um, principle on that portfolio. Give me that ratio. What's the, how much principle do you collect as a percentage of your opening balance of principle? Let's start there. Of, of current principle owed. Of, of active um, open principle at the start of the month. Yeah. So let's use that one. Just, just send me that number. These are examples of some of the numbers that I've requested from funding sources. Show me how you collect. Show me how well the portfolio pr performs under your guidance, under your collection policies and practices. How does it 
perform. Because if I, if I can do that, then I can plug the numbers in and I can decide if it really makes sense for me. I know the cost of the money. And so if I can, and so if I can see the chargebacks, I can see the volume of repos. And cause I, like I said, we have that with our dealers. We know what those numbers look like. And so we can share that in the, and they also vary with us, but we can at least tell a dealer here's best case. Here's worst case, you know, something, and we just get nothing. And so I look, I'm, I'm aware that there are some privacy considerations here, but to me, this is a, this is a, a bridge that we got to um, cover. We got to close that gap. And, and that just means to me, you know, speaking up, um, speaking out, getting dealers to kind of add their voice to what we're talking about. And uh, that then <clears throat> allows me, because frankly, if the funding providers won't give me their uh, collection performance numbers, then I'm going to have to go straight to the dealers and get it from them. I'm going to have to go out there and, hey, anybody who's done business with XYZ finance company and use their payment streaming program, can you share in the group? share in the group what your portfolio performance rate was like. And, and we may need to do that anyway, just to kind of, you know, verify what we're doing. But I'm just simply saying, you know, this is what we can do as dealers when, you know, we're not getting, um, you know, results elsewhere because it's just that important to me. We're trying to, we, we, we need our capital providers, right? We, we know we, we need them to, you know, help us bridge our way into business <clears throat> and, uh, and they're important. And like I say, I, I, I know them, we, and, and they're, they've been around a long time. What does that tell you? They're, 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 they're doing it right. They've learned from what they're doing. They've settled into a program that works for them. That also tells me they should have some data that they can lean on to share with us. Even if it comes in scatter graph and, and generic private form, at least, you know, share with us what your typical portfolio performance. If you're going to require me as a dealer to allow somebody else to service, you're going to demand that you service, then I'm basically banking my business future on your performance. Exactly. I need to know what your exactly. performance looks like in order for me to agree to step into that program. And so this is where I just basically step been and be the voice on behalf of my clients. And, and like I say, I want to apology to one of the reps because I pressed pretty hard and the client was on the line and I'm sure the client appreciated it, but, but the, the, the lender, the funding source is probably a little ticked off at me, but you know, again, I represent the dealer. And so that's what I'm trying to do here. That's why I thought it was so important to get this conversation started and make sure that folks know we, we, Michelle and I talked about, you know, this is a pretty heavy subject for, you know, morning conversation, but uh, it's that important to me to get it out there. And, uh, and I think we need to get this conversation going. Michelle, what exactly. do you exactly? Can you hear me? Oh, there you are. Um, yeah, I absolutely agree. I think that uh, I think that um, you know, typically uh, when when we are are referring a client to a vendor, we we know the program pretty close to inside out. We know the people. We know a lot. And funding has been a really different thing um, than a lot of the other other vendors. Um, and, and, you know, there are a lot of vendors out there that we have great relationships with and, and, um, it's, it, it, if, if anything to me, it's, it's, if we can figure out if, if we can get the funding, um, parameters defined and like, what is the most successful thing? 
what's what's the least successful thing if we can really start dialing into what are the underwriting parameters what are the things that help the the collection departments be the most successful at these funding um at these funding companies then let's let's share that let's really teach that and i know that um being new to buy here pay here that there are like a zillion probably a zillion and and a hundred uh, different business models, different ways that people write paper, different ways that people do do their thing. But I, you know, being the voice of the dealer, um, everyone wants to be more successful. So, you know, just the fact that that uh, streams like buy here, pay or success, people ask the questions, the people that are new, because they want to know what works best. And so we just are asking that maybe we figure out um if, if we can't get down to the dial down to the numbers specifically, or, you know, if it, like Jim said, we put, put it together um, in a more broad sense, but let's really start to get specific about what kind of underwriting, what kind of contracts these dealers, um, these dealers need to, uh, to write, what kind of underwriting they need to have. So they really can be the most successful with specific um lenders out there. Right. right. Just to take a moment to say, uh, uh, to acknowledge some of our folks jumping in there. We acknowledge Texas, Pennsylvania's um, speaking up. We got uh, Alabama in there twice. I just saw another one. I recognize the name, but I forget where they're from. But yeah, the uh, it's, um, it's important to uh, have a chance to, you know, say those things. And I think the other part that happens sometimes when, when I'm speaking to lenders you know, they'll, and to keep in mind, the nature of our engagement with a client sometimes is that they'll reach out and say, um, you know, well, yeah, you got a lead, you got somebody's looking to start business in Florida, just send me their contact information. I'll reach out to them and I'll have to tell them, no, I don't think you understand how it works. <laughs> we don't do I'm it that way. Yeah. I'm going to have to understand your program. And if I've, because what we do for our clients is we help refer to them, refer them to best in class providers. And, you know, if we're not happy with your program, we don't think it's a fit, then our client will probably never hear about your program. So, you know, we're, we're only going to introduce, oh, well, you know, recap, here's why we didn't, you know, send you to this one, but and why we think it's the best fit for you as a dealer. And so this is obviously, we see it a lot with startups, new dealers, because that's a critical stage. We're trying to get them and it's expensive money, right? And so we're trying to make sure that dealers have access to the best possible program to bridge them into a more traditional line of credit or whatever they might need to grow. Uh, but this is obviously true too of any funding source at any stage of the business. You know, if, if, if they're going to service, at least with this particular uh, conversation, if they're going to service, then, um, you know, we need to know what the, that servicing, what that performance looks like. So that's kind of, that's where I was really coming from. If you, if you folks that are still in there, I see North Carolina's represented. Welcome. If, uh, if anybody's there, Oklahoma, Hey, glad to see Oklahoma. I'm in Western Oklahoma this morning myself. Wait. And, uh, go ahead. Uh, no, go ahead. I, I, well, I, I was kind of thinking too, um, this, this is like on the back end of a relationship with, a, a lender is, you know, we hear horror stories about lenders putting people out of business too. And it's like, what are, that's another thing to be able to understand. I wish that we had better, a better understanding about what it is that people do that actually make them fail at the lending side. 
Right. No, that's definitely something that we can, you know, work on with established dealers, but we're make no mistake. We're, we're not out there to pick on lenders or anybody else, any other providers. We like them. We need them. We want, uh, we want both the provider and the dealer to be successful. It's just that mm-hmm. I think what we're trying to say this morning is there should be no mistake about when you hear Jim and Michelle speaking, we're speaking for dealers. Our interest first is in success of the dealers. And that just means, you know, we need to be able to, we need to build access to that AI. We need to build access to that data. And, you know, data is getting better and better all the time. And, you know, just think about it. If, if you're going to be a funding provider and you're going to bring millions of dollars to the buy here, pay your industry, aren't you going to have some data to tell you how your portfolio is performing? I mean, it should be like at your fingertips and, You know, maybe it's laid out currently differently than what I might be asking for, but it shouldn't take much to produce, you know, three to five key numbers that um, I'm, I'm suggesting are helpful to me in building a business plan for you as a dealer, then, you know, I, there's just a, a handful of numbers that I need. So why would it be so difficult to get that? And so to me, that's a transparency question. And if it, uh, if we can't get more transparent, then, you know, it's just going to be a problem for us to refer dealers and, and, you know, have any, uh, be able to have any probability of success or, you know, promises of success for, for dealers. You know, when we, when we have dealers that have enough funding of, to be able to service their own portfolio, originate their own paper, we can promise them with some degree of success, some degree of certainty, what kind of success rate they can expect, certainly within a range. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I'm saying. Well, if I can do that with self-servicing buy here, pay here, then most any funding source should be able to do the same. And I just think we, we have to kind of unite our voices as dealers out there and, and have a chance to, you know, uh, get folks attention and we can expect more and require more. And, and then we'll be able to make better judgments about who is the right funding partner for us. And, uh, and of course, Michelle and I can then, you know, refer dealers to, uh, uh, you know, what we call best in class providers. So I think that's probably enough for me, Michelle, I've kind of expressed the part. <laughs> out of my, out of my well, and I just, I just want to reiterate, you know, it's transparency is a really, really big word and we just, um, and it's it's a big deal for um, it's a big deal for us. It's a big deal for the dealers that we represent. And um, you know, we in in order for we ex- we really want transparency from all the vendors out there. We just we want to be able to ask the right questions. And so, if we're not asking the right questions in the right way, vendors reach out and let us know what is it is is there something that's lost in translation. Is there, you know, what, why aren't we able to get to those things and, you know, help us out? Cause we really, we've got a lot of great friends out there in all the different sectors of vendors or industry providers. We've got some great friends and we're not out here to pick on anybody. We just want to make sure that, that, um, that we're, we're translating this, we want to be able to refer the best in class to everybody out there because we really are. We're not about um, we're not about um, uh, choosing our friends and you know uh, the the this person they're scratch 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 back and forth. We really we don't take we don't take any kind of, of compensation and we just really want to make sure that that yeah you guys are having the best experience and the best information to be able to help you be 
the most successful. So that's my two cents. Sure. Yeah. Good. Thank you for that. We'll, um, and I see Clearwater, Florida jumped in there. That's uh, hometown for Michelle and myself currently. So welcome Clearwater. We, uh, glad to have you in there, but yeah, I would say too, that, um, this is something that we, we, we want these lenders and, and funding providers to be successful. And we just think the technology has obviously moved in our favor in the couple of decades that I've been around the business. And we're, um, we're excited to, uh, you know, be able to, you know, add to the voice of buy here, pay here dealers to try to get more data in our hands so that any of us can make our own business decisions. And, and that's just kind of always been a frustration for me about even going to conferences and you hear numbers presented and they don't give the full information they don't give the transparent data behind it. And, and I just think, you know, it, it almost feels insulting to me to dealers is like dealers can make their own business judgments. They just need the information to be able to make those decisions. And so this, that's what today's conversation is about for me is let's get information in the hands of dealers and let them make judgments. And obviously we'll be helping dealers make those kind of judgments. But, um, but that's, uh, that, like I say, that's, uh, that's the part <laughs> of it, uh, vented. And yeah, this, this won't be the last that people hear about this. And I think that as we um, uh, feel free, all of you dealers out there um, and even vendors that are in the, the finance or the, the money space, send us some information, send us some questions. I think that, that we're just uh, starting this journey of, of talking about transparency in capital today. And so you'll probably hear about it again in the future, but we'd really love to hear your thoughts and, and um, on, on the subject. Um, I just wanted to point out one of, one of our users, Facebook users said, uh, ask who keeps what, who keeps the daily late interest, um, who can help the dealer truly build wealth and who can help the dealer from over leveraging their portfolio. So there's a lot of, a lot of really good questions out there and over leverage. Yeah. Um, and, and there's, you know, there's, uh, we would love to be able to put together some kind of like spreadsheet prospectus, whatever, so that people actually have a space where they can go and look at all of the, the, the important questions in one place and um, be able to decide who they want to reach out to if, you know, if they don't have someone like Jim or I uh, to help kind of guide them through the process that we're able to, to create something that, that dealers have the ability to be able to guide themselves to a, a certain point um, just from having all really great information. And that's something that we've, besides the transparency thing that we've talked quite a bit about um, uh, eventually putting together something like a prospectus or whatever for, for different different vendor sectors. So, um, you know, like I said, this is not, this is not the first time or this is not the last time that you're going to hear this kind of subject come up with us. Sure. And so I, lastly, I would just say that, you know, numbers don't lie. And so we can this question about, you know, leveraging portfolio or the leverage on the portfolio. If we have the numbers, we can forecast our own leverage. We can mm -hmm. forecast our ratios, you know, across our two years of business plan or whatever we're building. So yeah, it's just about having numbers, having good numbers to lean on and feeling confident that we can build our business plan and predict with some degree of certainty, what kind of, you know, what our performance looks like and all understanding we got to adjust and, and recalibrate from time to time, but we need some good numbers to, to step in. If, if I know, cause I know those funding sources want us 
to be successful as dealers as well. So yeah. let's, let's let's connect those dots and get the data that we need. And so again, we we invite you to add your voice to that. Please, uh, uh, I realize people won't get a chance to necessarily see this live very much, but um, as you get a chance to view it, it'll be available on YouTube and should be available also in the BHP Success Group. So you know you can jump in there and find that. And please add your comments there. Uh, your thoughts Absolutely. and and that's another place to tell us what other topics you want us to take on as we move forward Michelle yeah. and I are just gonna it's gonna be free-flowing conversation around here <laughs> on all, all subjects by your paper but if you have something in particular that you want us to bring by all means let us know but why don't we wrap up there uh Michelle uh, we'll pick up the conversation on uh, Friday morning and yeah. uh, hope to have many of you join us then but until then um goodbye have a great Wednesday Oklahoma. yeah yeah, and goodbye from Florida. Yeah. We'll see you guys later. Thanks.